Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here. It is another episode of Jigs and Bigs. We are we're we're only what the second week in in August right now, and uh, it's 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 been amazing. It's been amazing for chronic trips. I've had life altering experiences on the water uh, in lots of different fashions, actually. Uh, and I got Sean the Fisherman here. We're gonna go over a bunch of the details for the Chronic Trips Elevated Fishing Tournament uh, and go over a few things. Sean, how you doing, dude? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, good. I feel like we haven't talked in forever. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you uh, you had yourself one hell of a day going out uh, punching trout in the mouth, as you like to say, with uh, Mark Huard, which is pretty awesome. Is that is that even, I was given. Is that even like legal to have two can athletes on one body of water at the same time? I don't know. Oh, we did it though. You guys, shit's given zero. Shit's given zero. Nice job. You have a good time. I know you got on some trout because my uh, app was barking at me or he hawing at me instead. I, I did. I got a couple of trout. Um, Mark took me out. I am not a trout fisherman, and I am learning. Um, you know, as you know, the us can athletes we're in this for the fun of it, and you know, we're not we're not getting prizes. So we figured, well, I'm going to get out and get a trout lesson. I think uh, he's going to he's going to get some bass learning with me at some point in the next week or two. And there you go. Yeah, we're just going to roll with it. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, that's always interesting when you get people that are used to fishing for different species or different techniques, and they're out there together kind of making it happen. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you've had a pretty good week fishing so far. I have had an interesting week fishing, and uh, we posted recently, because we were, we were, we were talking earlier about, uh, about how this... Uh, well, this... Uh, nice gift, by the way. We, we were talking about how... Uh, this competition, this tournament, has a bunch of anglers in it right now, and I think there's 23, or correct? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's 23, and we've only got 13 that are entering fish right now, so there's a bunch that are still entered that either have, just haven't got on fish yet, which is possible, or maybe haven't had an opportunity to get out and fish, and uh, this is definitely your opportunity. Go ahead, get out there, and go for it. In fact, like I said, we had uh, put together a video, and we had the opportunity while we were fishing, this was uh, just a few days ago, to record some footage of what uh, capturing an, an accurate measurement uh, for these types of tournaments is like. 
like, what you need to do, things you need to do to make sure that it's all set. And that video is for you guys over the Jigs and Bigs Instagram page. Uh, it's on IGTV. So if you just scroll down on our feed, you'll find that video. Sean's in his kayak measuring an, an amazing bass. And uh, you should also check out, we have an example of the types of things you don't want to do at the very end. So watch the whole thing. It's worth it. And uh, enjoy. Great stuff. So let's get to it. Let's just let's just talk about this this week in tournament standings. How, how, how are things looking right there, Sean? Looking pretty good, man. Um, before we get going, I just want to revisit that video. Um, yes. When we took it, there's there a couple updates to that video. So we had a couple of uh, we had a couple of fish that were measured and turned in. Um, one of which uh, was a trout that uh, it didn't have a clear picture of the full body with the uh, the ruler. It was two pictures. One the head was kind of cut off, and the other one the the numbers of the ruler were cut off. So that wasn't really. Um, I mean, it, it almost had to be DQ'd. If I would have, you know, if I would have been in a tournament with that fish above me and that person in the lead, I probably would have, you know, asked questions about it. And, uh, you know, we, we did get some questions about it and uh, decided that, you know, it was going to be DQ'd. And um, we let the competitor know they turned the fish in. Hey, we're DQing this. This is the reason why. And then the dude, Mark, of course, went out and punched another 19-inch trout right in the mouth. <laughs> so it didn't matter in the long run, but he got a good picture on that one and we're good. Uh, second thing was uh, second thing that came up was the, the question of rounding up or rounding down. So I had yep. made mention in the video to only count whatever line on the ruler that the fish is, you know, the fish is broken. So no rounding up. But uh, it turns out that um, after after some uh, some review and a question from one of the competitors, rounding up was actually uh, noted in the rules and uh, unfortunately wasn't changed from the last tournament. So if you are, you know, able to round up to the next quarter inch for this tournament, go ahead and do it. Um, we're going to, we're going to keep that going. And then, uh, you know, October, things are probably going to change. I, all the tournaments I've ever been in is a, you get what you get, not yeah. no rounding up. And I think that's the direction we're going to head in. So aside from those two things, man, there have been a, a ton a ton of fish turned in. A lot of people turning in fish. Um, as you mentioned, you know, there's 10 that haven't. I decided against publicly shaming them. I hope they get out there. I mean, you guys put in money on this tournament. Get out there. Even turning in one fish, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at, uh, you know, what could happen to you in the long run. So just just get out there and fish. Turn in fish. See what happens. This week, man, we had a, you know, this was the first full week. There was a ton of fish turned in, a ton of different species. 11 total. Yeah, people are getting out there and catching fish. The uh, the weather's finally subsided. Um, we had, you know, we mentioned both in the fishing report and uh, I think on last week's podcast, we have had some just absolutely horrific weather up here in uh, in the Northeast and in Western Mass in particular. You know, uh, the, the tropical storm moved up and did a lot of damage. A lot of people without power. I didn't have power for two days. Yep. Um, tornadoes were, were in the area before that, but I think a couple spun off of that. Am I correct with that in like Southern Vermont or something like that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm recalling. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had some awful weather. And prior to that, you know, we had the, what, the two to three weeks of, of a heat wave where it was thunderstorms every night. Oh, yeah. So things seem to have settled down a little bit. The water's cooled off just a little bit, about five degrees or less, and, and seems to have ignited a bite with, with all the species that, you know, we're going for. So get out there and fish. Yeah. You owe it to yourself. If, if you're in this or, you know, keep in mind, it, we're recording this. It's only the 10th right now of August. We've still got three weeks to go. 
plenty of time for anybody to join in and you know shake things up a little bit. And with the way that the uh, the points are are being given out, the way we've reviewed that in the previous episode, uh, anything can happen. I mean, you get on the board with one species, it can earn you a lot more points. It doesn't have to necessarily be a giant uh, or the the largest uh, of that species per se, because you can earn a lot of points for placing second and third, uh, which is great. Yeah, even even uh, I mean, there's there are twenty. 25 categories, 25 species. Let's say you you, fed, you turn in one in every species. That's 25 points. You're in first place by a lot, yep. whether they're big or not. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, get out there and fish, people. That's what this is about. It's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good yep. stuff. Big week. I mean, we had gone out one day with uh, – we went, we, we went out actually with Mitch Scase from uh, the previous episode. Got to fish with him. Had a blast. Um, and we, we all, I think we all got on fish that were over 18 inches that day, all on largemouth. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys got yours early, I believe. And then I got, oh no, I got the one right when we launched and then, yeah. You guys got your two, and then I cut that 19 on the way out. The 19 so. on the way out, exactly. So it was, I mean, it was a really, really good day of fishing. We went out. There were some uh, memorable moments that were caught on video, and I'm referring to what's at the end of that video we produced on how to properly measure a fish. You got to check this out. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. What else has gone on? Oh, I took a impromptu swim on Saturday, uh, taking a, a, a buddy of mine out. We went fishing, and uh, we were at a water looking specifically to catch big pickerel and it was for the tournament that was the strategy and we decided you know we saw some fish busting way 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 out there beyond where we are able to cast from the bank and i had the kayak on the car and we decided screw it we're going to take take turns going out there you know i'd go out and you know try it out and then and, and see if we get on anything and then he came back and then uh, i would come back and he would take a take a ride out and this is also would have been his first time on a kayak by the way and he would have on and giving it a shot. Well, as I was trying to uh, get into the kayak from the bank, I muttered my famous last words, there's no graceful way of doing this. And uh, I dumped the kayak right there at the bank. It was a nice little ledge there. So it was, I was in a little bit of water and it was terrible water to be in. Lots of muck. Disgusting. And I, I lost a little bit of gear. Nothing too crazy. I was really, really worried about uh, my topwater reel. My uh, Shimano Corrado had got some sand in there. was grind, grinding up pretty badly, but uh, was able to bring it back from the dead. That's good. But uh, I uh, just a big thank you. Uh, we have Was it Mark uh, with that uh, measuring board, uh, Sean? Mark has donated a measuring Mark. board your way. And, yeah. You know, you lost a little bit of gear. But a lot of pride. Oh, it's all right. a lot of pride. Yeah, and the way I looked at it is is like this. That's kind of a, uh, I guess you'd call it a rite of passage in a way. I suppose everybody at one point or another is uh, going to have this kind of an experience, you know, uh, when the, when they're relatively new to this. So that's good. Another rite of passage, though, can definitely be seen <laughs> on that video, um, and it's fantastic. It's uh, I wanted to edit it and touch it up, and but I figured I would just leave it as is and let you guys enjoy it. So have some fun at my expense. Um, yep. Hold Sorry it. to tell you, but no, that doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. If people could see, if people could see the look on your face right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. All right. Why don't we, why don't we get into these uh, these current standings and let people know exactly what they're dealing with if they're going to get on the water and start competing? 
All right. So, uh, yeah, we got, uh, I think I mentioned, we got 11 species caught. <clears throat> the, uh, the most popular species with, uh, with nine entries, and, and there's been multiple entries, but nine current entries uh, people have called up or otherwise. Um, largemouth bass, which I think was the same case for last tournament. Um, the largest fish of the week right now is being held by Aaron Coleman. He's got a 27 and a half inch ling cod, and that almost got topped by Brett. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Berkshire's Brett. Why am I why am I not giving his nickname? That's that's rude of me. So Berkshire's Brett fired in a, a 26 and three quarter inch northern pike. He took me out for northern pike this weekend. Um, I was lucky enough to get a 19 inch, which I haven't caught a northern pike in Massachusetts in probably two to three years. He got two big ones, and then during that trip, I mean, we each had a follow by just giant pike, and they just wouldn't take crankbaits. It wouldn't take the spinnerbaits we were throwing, and both of us at one time or another said, oh, my God, look at that, and, you know, we didn't get them. But they're in there, so that was fun. Yeah. Very fun. Yes, you're nodding at me. You're still angry that you fell out of the kayak, and I called you out. <laughs> you you're So far, you're the only one that's done it to my face, Sean. <laughs> that you yeah For, that you know of well to my face yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh getting getting back to the uh the tournament <laughs> so we had uh we had a lot of submissions in the ne5 category and you're starting to see some some strategy play out yep um teddy forget and teddy i apologize if i pronounce your your last name wrong um i actually said forget uh, that's how it's spelled to seth yesterday and he's like who and then we, you know, came to terms that it was Forget. So, uh, Teddy. Teddy's got four pickerel and a largemouth out of his five. And he's obviously going with the Sean the Fisherman strategy of loading up on pickerel with a, the any five category like I did uh, last tournament. Um, big surprise here. <clears throat> Mark Ward, five brown trout. I'm pretty sure they all had black eyes. Um, also, with, uh, with five largemouth, um, Tony Nicoli. And Bobby Rose Beef. Mm-hmm. And I believe yours five were a an armada of nibblers. Is that true? They are all. Yeah, they're all within, I think, 12 inches and, and uh, 11. That would be the definition of a nibbler, yep. as we've established. 100%. Yep. Uh, Tim, exactly. Uh, Tim Jacks has a pickerel, smallmouth, couple largemouth. Uh, I currently have three largemouth in there. <clears throat> um, Aaron's got that cod. Berkshire's Pratt has a pike, his second pike, another 20-inchery caught. That was nice. And uh, Austin coming up with his bluegill still. So that was uh, a lot of different species put in. Uh, perch, I, I totally forgot that, you know, we're not just limited to yellow perch with that category. We've got white perch around here. Yeah. Plenty of them. Yep. You know? So that people are turning those in. I think Mark Mark Ward turned one in. Um. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see, man. There's a lot of fish coming in, a lot of different species, and uh, I urge everyone keep it going. Yeah, a hundred percent. You gotta jump on it and uh, and get uh, get get your get yourself in the game. I mean, there's ten anglers that are out there that haven't uh, entered a fish yet, and it's it, trust me, it is not too late. Uh, if you're interested in doing this tournament and and trying it out for yourself, 
just jump on. All you got to do is download the Fish Donkey app and then search for Chronic Trips. Doing so will put you in there, and it's uh, it's a $25 entry. We've got great prizes and a lot of prizes for different ways to place and win some fantastic stuff. And like Sean mentioned earlier, all of the sponsors like myself or the can athletes like him, we're not winning anything. We're in this just for the fun of it and because we're psychopaths and like to compete for nothing. Uh, but you guys <laughs> can win some fantastic stuff, and, and there there is a little bit of a cash price. Plus, you get to do something amazing for the planet, and every time you enter, every time we have an angler enter and join in this tournament, you're not only doing something uh, fun and, and having a good time, but you're planting a tree in the Amazon, which is pretty awesome. Not planting a tree at Amazon, like the warehouse, planting a tree in the Amazon. Uh, I highly recommend you, you, you try this out. If you've never fished competitively, try this out 100%, because whether you only get the chance to get out there on the weekends or you get there out there every single day whatever it is as long as you're catching you get to play this really fun strategic sort of game uh with uh not only the other anglers involved but kind of with yourself and the way that you get out there and hit the water so i highly recommend it give it a go whole lot of fun good 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 stuff uh anything else you want to add regarding tournaments sean i do i'm, I'm gonna run through the uh <clears throat> i'm gonna run through each uh each uh, species yep. with fish turned in real quick and give a final standings. And then I'm out the door because I got to go fishing again. <laughs> that's what I do. I fish. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Let's do this. So in uh, Brown trout, we've got uh, Mark Ward with a 19 incher first place, second place myself. And then third place, uh, Berkshire's Brett. Uh, we have nobody turning in a carp entry yet. We have in catfish, Wild Bill yep. of the Hookshead Hoodlums. Still holding first place down with that 2175 catfish. Big fish, man. Nice job, Bill. Yeah. Um, second place, we got uh, Brock Jenkins. And third place, Teddy Forger. We have no cod. Crappie. We got Mark Huard, first place with 1175. And then Brock Jenkins in second place. We have no flounder, no haddock. Largemouth, ton of entries in this one. So we have uh, nine, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, nine. Eight. Damn. Pardon me. One of them got DQ'd. It was put in as a six-incher. Yeah, so we have eight entries. First place, 20-incher, Tim Jacks. Nice fish. And, again, that comes into the uh, – that brings the uh, the rounding up to the nearest quarter inch in a play. Um, Tim's was just a hair shy of 20 inches, but because he round up the next quarter, we gave it to him. Second place, we have – Bobby roast beef. Nice fish. Your fish is hanging on a second. I did make a run at it. I'm in third. I'm a quarter inch off you. Yep. You and I may end up duking it out over, over the, uh, over the, over the second and third place for largemouth. So we'll see how that goes. Northern Pike Berkshire's Brett 26 and three quarters in first place. Second place, Sean, the fisherman. That's me. All right. Pacific halibut is our next category. Nobody's turned one in. And then we have the perch category. So we have Mark Huard with a 13 and a quarter white perch. And he's in first with that. And then uh, Teddy Forger, he's got an 11 and a half. And then third place is Austin Carlson, his first entry. Chain pickerel. We have a state pin, Massachusetts state catch and release pin in first place with a 25 and a half for Tim Jacks. Nice fish, Tim. Not bad. I hope you turn that in for a pin. You deserve it. That's a, that's a hell of a pickerel. Uh, in second place, Wild Bill, a couple inches off, but that's still another great fish. I mean, we're talking two-foot-long pickerel here. These are great. Um, third place, Sean the Fisherman. 
I do that. I, I catch pickerel. I like them. They're my friends. <clears throat> uh, we have quite a few categories here, a few species of fish that don't have any entries, which would be pollock, redfish, rockfish, salmon, shad, shark, stripers, surf perch, tuna, and walleye. Most of those are saltwater. Folks, get out there in the saltwater. If you're anywhere near the coast, you know, those are, those are free points. Yeah, catch one. Are. That doesn't even have to be big. Knock them down. You know? Uh, I think I might even get out for the salt a little bit in a couple weeks. We're going to see how that turns out. Um, it's a maybe right now, so you never know. You salty bitch. All right, so smallmouth. That's me. That is that is true. Um, smallmouth bass. So I am in uh, first. I, I tied my, my personal best at 17 and a quarter. Being a largemouth fisherman, I don't think that's a, a bad fish at all. No. And then uh, we got mm-hmm. second. We've got Tim Jacks. And then third place, Teddy Forget. Moving into the trout category, we have Mark Huard in first place and myself in second. And then coming up to any five, the any five category, Teddy Forget broke 90 inches in that. And uh, he had a bang up week, man. That guy was catching everything. Yeah. A uh, lot of pickerel. He seems to have taken the, the pickerel path to heart, um, which, you know, we've talked about it before. It's, it's very unusual to go out and go bass fishing and not get like a 16, 17, 18 inch pickerel. They're just, they're just everywhere. It comes with the go territory, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And his, his large mouth in the top five is nothing, nothing to, to sniff at. That's a, a good fish. Yeah. He's, he's, he had a bang up week, man. He really, yeah. he really jumped up. He did a great job. Uh, second place is, with just shy 80 inches is Mark Warden. And guess what? They're all trout. That's a that's a real surprise. <laughs> uh, third place with seventy two and a half, Bobby Roast Beef. Indeed, the nibbler, the nibblers, the nibblers. Nibblers need so, love too. Every yes, they do. They do. So with all that uh, adding up, so last week, uh, last week's standings left uh, Mark Ward in first with sixteen points. Bobby Rose Beef with seven points in second, and um, Wild Bill, third place with four, and that was as of last week, as of August 3rd. As of today, we've got Mark in first place still with 19 points, and I have come out of nowhere and closed the gap with 18, and then Teddy Forger with 13 and third. So, as we know, myself and Mark can't athletes. We can't get the prizes. You just mentioned that. Yep. So, you know, as far as prizes goes, Teddy's in first, and right after that, there's another one, two, three competitors. So fourth, fifth, and sixth are all non-can athletes, non-sponsors. Uh, yeah, this is, a wide, this is a wide open field. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's it's a great opportunity for for you to get uh, get you know have some fun and change up the way you fish instead of just you know you know take taking it easy and fishing casually. You know, ha- have some fun with it and challenge yourself a little bit. It's really really interesting to see what happens when you give it a go. It's a whole lot of fun. And keep in mind that this this tournament isn't for specifically kayak anglers or boat anglers or even bank anglers. It's for everybody. You can get out and just fish. All you got to do is catch, photo, and release. So so simple. That's pretty awesome, man. I'm really, really excited about it. This week, we have a couple of things you and I talked about going out for uh, some bowfin, potentially, which could be <laughs> nice. Very, very good. And I, I, yeah, you did tell me earlier uh, that there are no leaders. It's just uh, you got to go bareback with the, with the bowfin. That seems to be a thing with you. You like that. Bareback with the pike, bareback with the bowfin. You like it a little toothy, don't you? <laughs> Gross. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. 
We don't. Real men don't use leaders. I suppose, <laughs> but in a, in a, I, I would think in a, in a tournament you don't want to you know lose whatever you're throwing for uh, for a lure or the fish if that's the case. So you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look into some steel leaders. We'll see how it works out. Nice big fat cables. You, you will know? never hear the end of it. <laughs> uh, there's a you lot will, I you won't will never ever hear ever hear the end of it. There's ever. there's a lot I won't hear the end of, but. You know, that said, I mean, if if I happen to be holding a 40-inch pike and, you know, one broke off of somebody I was fishing with at the time, I would then, the tables would turn. That's all I got to say. Anyway, um, there there's a great opportunity for a lot of people to get out there and have themselves an awesome time. Uh, get, you know, just just give it a go. And, and you know, like I said, we're, we're 10 days into August already. Give this a shot. If you like it, then make sure that you're on for the beginning of October. Weather will be even cooler. Fish will be feeding up. Things get a little bit more exciting. I feel in the fall, it gets gets really, really cool. Things kind of, you know, you, you start the seasons change. And with that, there's a little bit of predictability. It's not such a bad thing. So with all that being said, guys, uh, get out there and uh, compete. Have yourself some fun. Uh, the rest of this show is amazing. Stick around because after the break, we've got the Sean the Fisherman segment, a brand new one where we talk about birds. That's what we're doing. We're talking about birds. And uh, it's think about it as like this is sort of like Wild America with Sean the Fisherman. And we also have an amazing interview in the beef seat. We've got Delirious Angler. Do yourself a favor during the break. If you have not, follow Delirious Angler on Instagram. Uh, he's a great guy. He, uh, he's got a, a very, very interesting and active uh, Instagram page. Lots of great content out there. And uh, he definitely gets on him. He's got some tournament fishing experience, uh, fishes with uh, Slaynation. And uh, he's also doing a, a really interesting boat build, which uh, just actually after the, we had recorded this interview, he just finished it. So really, really looking forward to checking it all out. I got to get out and fish with him and uh, from with Damien from uh, Stretching Lines. We'll make all that happen. It's going to be so awesome, guys. Remember, if you want to fish with us, uh, you want to. We love fishing with listeners. That's right, Sean. We love that. Yeah, we we, we take cash or check. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Venmo. I mean, you know, we're hip. We know how it works. You can Venmo. No, we love fishing with listeners. If you listen to the show, you want to get together and fish with us, we'd love absolutely to fish with you guys. Uh, all you got to do, just go over to jigsandbigs.com. On our contact page, you can send us a message there or shoot us a quick email at jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com. If we happen to fish with you and have a brain fart, because we're a couple of like old hippies, if we if we have a brain fart and we don't remember at some point to take an amazing selfie, remind us because we really need to get better at that. Have a great one, everybody, and stick around. Great show. Whole lots to come, whole lot more to come, and uh, we'll see you after the break. Sean. 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 Hey, I'm Sean the Fisherman uh, with my weekly story. Uh, this week is part one of two regarding animal stories I have. Uh, being up in the Berkshires and all over the place in the woods, you see a lot of stuff, and I have. The first part I want to talk about is birds. Being out on the water, especially in the spring in, in Western Mass and, and, and all over New England, uh, the first thing you obviously have to watch out for, and I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me, is Osprey seeing fish within 20 feet of my boat 
and coming down and you not hearing them. And it just sounds like a bowling ball hitting the water. So I'm sure more often than not, a lot of people have had that happen to them. One instance of uh, birds diving for fish that I was not prepared for was uh, early one year. It might've been February or March um, when the ice thawed on the Chicopee River. There were several large birds uh, diving at fish out of trees. And they, I, I, did, I couldn't identify the birds at first. I was very confused. Large mottled birds, brown and black. And they were really ungainly. They were hitting the water with force or not catching the fish. And, and it was, I, I was really confused as to what was actually going on. And it was starting to get a little dangerous because I was near them. And uh, I moved away. And after a while, I came to another spot and saw from a different vantage point that uh, there was an adult bald eagle watching them. So I was watching an adult bald eagle let its kids learn how to catch fish at my expense <laughs> in the Chigby River, which was dangerous. And uh, it was kind of a neat thing to see. And I'll always remember that. Last story I want to tell about birds is uh, out on the Cape, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a few lakes that, that harbor large populations of swans. And it seems with swans, every year when they go to nest, they like to chase out last year's brood. And for a solid week or two, they're chasing each other all over the lakes, you know, in the water, out of the water, flying here, flying there. It's, it's kind of crazy. And swans are big birds, so it can get a little hairy. So a buddy of mine and I were fishing out of Cape Cod. We were probably about 30 feet away from each other. And at this point, we'd kind of stopped noticing the swans. Well, the swans, two of them flew over our head. And at the exact moment in between us, one of them took a dump. And if you've ever seen swan poop, it's the size of a baseball or a softball and hit the water. And we looked at each other and both realized at that moment how lucky we were. <laughs> That's all on birds. I'll be back uh, next week with, with my take on mammals and experiences with mammals. Thanks. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here. We've got uh, another awesome interview for you. I've been on a roll with these lately. It's pretty damn good, and I can't uh, really take any of the credit for it. These guests have been amazing. Today, I've got a great one for you, a mysterious one, if you will. Uh, you might know him from Instagram, the Delirious Angler. He's uh, he's a mysterious guy who gets out there on the water. You may know him from his signature uh, face bluffs, kind of masking his uh, his appearance, but uh, it's always good. Good stuff and killer content out there. How you doing, D? What's up? I am doing good, my friend. Appreciate you having me on today. Psyched to have you on, man. I think it's going to be a really, really good one. So let's, I hope so. Let's go ahead. I love. I always tell people that, like, especially when it comes to social media, you kind of get to see people who. You know, they're, they're sharing so much uh, of their content. In our case, it happens to be fishing. And what, what you don't really get so much is the origin of how they necessarily got there. So tell me a little bit about yourself, how you sort of discovered fishing, who introduced you to it, and then the road kind of leading up to the point now where you're at, where you've got such a passion for it, where I see, like, you know, you're, you're doing a custom boat build and you have a lot of projects happening. Oh, man, it's <clears throat> I think it's it's like everybody else, man. Uh my parents got me into fishing when I was a kid. Yep. Um, that was when I was more sane. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, I mean, it was push button, Zepco, rod and reel. Yep. Bobber, hooks, and night crawlers, man. Just going out, go camping, go fishing, because, you know, both of them have to go together. Oh, exactly. Um, and then it just, from there, it took over, I'd say... I, I always used to fish. 
when I was a kid, I fished. And I think when I got to high school, I literally stopped fishing for 12 to 14 years. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me. I mean, high school is, is sports, nonstop sports all year round. Yep. Um, and then after I graduated, I was supposed to go to college to play. Ended up hurting my back really good. Oh, there so you go. That kind of kind of canceled out a lot of things because you know when you go to go play for football for college, you're kind of like, oh, you got hurt in your back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let it heal, then we'll talk to you next season. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a whole game where every single year you're trying to like you know pass the cut you know physically for for injuries and it sucks. Dude, like I, I literally, I, I to this day, I'm still not fully healed because I actually hurt my back pretty good two years ago, where I actually have minor nerve damage in my back now. Oh wow! So doing like a lot of physical weightlifting is pretty much non-existent for me anymore. That that's rough, man. It's it, and it's such a hard injury to get back. Like your back and your knees, <laughs> so precious. It's like you know, and when they go, they're never the same. Oh, dude, I have torn cartilage in both my knees. Yeah, it's rough. Sean the Fisherman is the same way. It's uh, pretty much every single animal around us when we're out kayaking, when he gets up out of his kayak, can hear him. It's like, it's, I oh, mean, yeah. oh, it's, I, it's, it's terrible. And then, like, you know, I've it got... It makes you cringe. It really does. It really does. I feel for the guy, you know? I'm like, this is awful. And I'm like, you know, I've been lucky with my years, but, like, I also haven't pushed the envelope very much. I've been very easy on myself. Oh, man, you I know? used to push the envelope. Way, yeah. way too much. It's a lot. It, and, man, it's crazy. And I'm paying for it. I'm paying for it yep. now, and I and I know I'm paying for it. And it's as long as I can wake up every day with a smile on my face, then I'm I'm good to go. Yeah, that's that's how I do it. That's, but anyway, like I stopped fishing for years. I got into the automotive scene since I couldn't do sports, and then one year I got into a head-on collision with the truck I built from ground up. Oh Jesus! And I ended up taking, <laughs> yeah. I ended up going from automotive world for I was involved for like three years to all of a sudden, hey, why don't I get back into playing football? Hmm. So I tried out actually for a semi-professional football team. Yep. And played for four years. And then I just like one day woke up. I was actually supposed to sign a contract to go back to a new team. Yep. And it was... You know, I realize I'm waking up every morning to go to work, sore, bruised, battered. And I'm like... I can't keep doing this to my body. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to take care of yourself, you know? So so the cool story is 2016, I actually got back into fishing, but That's not good. as hardcore as I am now. Yep. Um, I literally messaged the owner of the team and said, hey, you know, I'm having second thoughts about joining. And he goes, you know what? We really want you to play, but... You know, if you're battered and bruised, why don't you take this time? You still got like a couple days to figure out what you want to do. Yep. Um, why don't you go do something and figure out what your next move? I was like, okay. So I went to Dick's Morning Goods, just checking everything out, and I was like, you know, I haven't checked out like any fishing gear in years. Like yep. I don't even know what's what's what anymore. So I'm like, you know what? Let me let me buy like a. a a spinning rod reel combo. Let me buy some hooks, some lines, and some uh, yum dingers. See, see what happens. Just, you know, get outside and just explore something. Yep. Man, I get to I get to a reservoir not far from where I live. <laughs> Do I, I shit you not, fifth cast, I catch a three-pound largie. Okay. 
That's and definitely really enough s- to pique the interest back. <laughs> yeah. And the best thing is, is, you know, forgot what to do. I forgot to set the drag properly. You know, all, all amateur mistakes. You know, everybody goes through them. So this thing's pulling drag. I'm trying trying to reel it in still pulling drag i finally get everything out to going and i pull this guy in and i'm just freaking out it's it's amazing i let him go fifth cast after that two pound largey yep. okay okay mm-hmm. so then i think like after that i think it caught like four fish in two hours and then it peaked to me that like hey i'm i'm enjoying this and being outside in nature rather than getting bashed every day at practice yep. or every game. So I ended up <laughs> not signing. All right. And and I ended up fishing periodically, not not crazy. And then I think 2017 is when the the fishing really took over and halfway through the season 2017 is when the insanity started. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so take me a little bit down that road. Like, how did that progress when you say, like, the insanity? Like, what does that all kind of mean, uh, you know, to you? Uh, describe that a little bit. Well, I'm not one to lie to people. I'm not one to bullshit mm-hmm. them. So so the reality aspect, and I'm sure you heard this quote, um, and I'll make it, I'll make this story, sto- story short, but I'm sure you heard the quote is, with great pain of facing a tragedy, resets your mind mentally okay yeah so to keep keep everything short and simple in 2008 i lost my mother to cancer in 2012 i lost my father to cancer shit so trying to piece my reality back together was difficult yeah and when i finally managed to start being not fully 100% 100% good with everything. I'd say with being okay with life and trying to move forward and keep yep. bettering myself and being positive. Um, I noticed a slight change in my mind state where a part of me would be more serious with stuff, but another part of me was more free, more yep. charismatic, more hyper, more just twisted in a good way yeah yeah not in a bad way but in a good way yeah and when i'm fishing even though i love being outside i love being in nature it calms me down when i catch a fish i get hyper and that little twisted personality in me kind of peeks out a little bit to life yeah 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 Yeah, and I mean it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it creeps. It sometimes creeps people out until they actually sit down and get to know me. That yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't know, <laughs> you're just like, "What the hell is going on?" And then oh, dude, it kind of makes. I sense. get told so many times that people would love to go fishing with me, but the 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 mask and the voices just creeps them out. I'm like, listen, don't worry. <laughs> exactly, it's all good. That's but yeah, awesome. that is um. I call I call delirious my little uh, my little personality come to life. Gotcha, that's awesome. It, it's fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that, like you just explained, that new way of seeing things, it's it's like a fresh perspective, you know. Where yes. and you you kind of allow yourself to kind of 
live and react and be what you organically are. And like, hey, if you know you're super hyped up catching a fish, and you know you react and however you know way you do, it's all good. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it is: is a huge celebration. You know what I mean? And it's it's funny because people are like, oh, you only get that way when you catch a fish. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I become so good at it. I can turn it on and turn it off That's whenever awesome. I want. That's awesome. Like I could like, for instance, I, me and you are having a good conversation right now. Yep. You know, we could be talking about whatever. And all of a sudden I could be like, you know, so the sun was kind of a little disoriented. And uh, when I went out today on the water, there was no fish biting. But all of them around me decided to jump. And wouldn't let me catch up. Yeah. And then I can go back to switching it back off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that, I think, is what creeps people out. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, I have this creative aspect where I can do different voices. I can make my face expressions change even with wearing a mask. Because yep. if you pay attention to someone's eyes... Oh yeah, they, don't, they can do whatever they want. And I think that is you know, where I can go over and beyond and then to the point where sometimes I'm borderlining full out insanity and creeping yep. people out and just having fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's an, you got to have fun though. And you know, it, it, it's, it, you know, as you're describing that, like the, the voices and things like that, are you familiar with Richard Jean, the fishing machine? I am not. Okay. He's, he's been around for a while. He, he fishes with Jimmy Houston once in a while. Like, He's he's got a YouTube channel. Um, he's been doing this a long time. He's a smart dude. He uh, he ends his videos where he goes. Oh, I forget the phrase, but he does it in like this almost animated sort of voice. And you're you're just like you look at him. You're like this dude's a little unhinged. There's something about him that's like he's just not. Uh, you know, there's he's kind of off his rocker just a little bit. And he's awesome. <laughs> you know, but when you see somebody, they're like they're catching crappie, and he's like. It's like a cartoony, like almost like a Yosemite Sam type thing. It's crazy. And he ends all of his videos, at least the ones I've ever seen, with it. It's unbelievable. He's, he's such a great guy, too. I've, I've asked him about his boat. He's gotten right back to me with emails and stuff. But it's fun. It, like, like you, you got to have fun. And nowadays, everybody is so aware of uh, brand and like image and what they put out there. So like when you're putting this on social media, you really have made yourself very memorable. You know, even though maybe the the mask display changes, and I, I by the way, I love it. I think you've got one that's like a Freddy Krueger look, uh, one that's oh, yeah. like a Joker look, and I love that one. But I like the fact that they change up, and I'm like, this is great because as you're going through your your feed and you're looking at fishing pictures, when you come across a delirious angler one, if somebody shares it or something, you're gonna remember it. You know? Oh yeah. And it's that's awesome. So hats off to you, man, because that's Thank one thing you. I understand is 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 branding and and getting yourself out there and being consistent, you're definitely, definitely in with that. Now, oh man, yeah, you, you know, I appreciate it. It's actually tough though, because oh, as, yeah. as fun as I can have with doing it, and I prefer the, the mask. Like, everybody's like, oh, mask, mask. To me, it's it's my face. Yeah. You know, my face, my face is changing. Yep. Depending how I feel. If I want to be gruesome that day, I'm going to be gruesome. If I want to be a joker, I'm going to be a joker. But it's it's more of my faces for that personality trait. Um, but it does get hard because there's sometimes when I feel like, all right, you know, I want to try getting in with a company and pro staffing. Yep. You know, say I want, I was interested. Um, it's actually hard. 
because the really? company wants to see my face. And I'm like, no. That's like, not your brand, you know, yeah. They're like, you know, but if you're representing us, you know, you have to do this, that. I'm like, yeah, I, I get the whole I got to post for you, but you don't need to see my face. You're here to see yeah. what I'm catching. Yep. You, you don't need to know who I am. You don't know need to know who I look like. I'm like, it's. I'm like, you know, I'm not interested. You know, have a good day. Yeah, it's it, it, a lot. A lot of time, and that's funny because there's, you know, pro staff is great, you know, in a lot of ways, and we're we're it's a it's kind of funny. A lot, a lot of people don't realize that pro staff is it, the pro isn't doesn't mean professional. It means promotional. Promotional. So, like, if you're able to promote somebody's products, and you're, you know, it, it really. As long as it lines up with their company guidelines and you're not doing anything ridiculous, I, I think, you know, and, and actually consider how many of those picks are people taking where they're just wearing a, a face bluff anyway? Yeah, especially now? Yeah. It's like, come on. Especially it's like, now. It is the I most. I was doing this way before. Yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. But I mean, you know, j- just sun protection alone. If you're out using somebody's products exactly. and you're like, you know, just just looking at it, at it from that end, that's crazy that, that that would be an issue. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Hey, maybe maybe some people will hear this and realize that uh, they're missing out and you might have some pro staff offers rolling. Oh, Who knows? I'll tell you Who right knows? now. I was at, I was actually pro staffing for six companies last year. Oh, no kidding. The beginning of this year, I dropped every single one. You know, it's funny. I uh, I just started working pro staff with uh, Reaction Tackle, and uh, it's only because of the value of their stuff and and anything else. I just don't even want to be involved. You know. No, it to me, um, like I had fun with it last year, yep. but then I realized that it came to a point where you know companies ask you, all right, you gotta post a photo for us, you know, of us yep. using your using our product, and it got to a point where for me it was. I'd be logging in every day to post a company's product. Yeah. And I started not enjoying the fishing, me being out on the water. Yep. Yeah. It felt like a job job that, yeah, it literally. And I was like, I want to have fun with it. Not keep promoting you. I'm like, yeah, cool. You're offering me 10 to 15% off, but I'm more of a person who's, I will pay full price regardless. Yeah. And if it's a product you believe in, why not? Yeah, and I rather you share my photo. Like most of these companies would not share your photo of you using their stuff. Yeah, like ever. Which and is, then it's like, oh, I'm going to leave your company. They're like, oh, what can we do? It's like show my photo. They're like, oh, uh, it's like seriously. And it benefits <laughs> them so much to do that. You know, it really, it really, really does. <laughs> they, oh, they, it does. Uh, it, it's just, it does doesn't make sense. Some of the, some of the. The process that, uh, like, I'll give you another example. Like when you when you tag a large company and in a, in a photo, and there's no engagement back and forth. Like you know, whether you're pro staffing for them or not, you know. But like when you tag them and there's just nothing, it's. I think it really says a lot about a company who, if you tag them, they jump in and say, "Hey, you know, uh, we love what you're doing," or or some kind of or just just leave an emoji. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's something because then you at least know there's at least a like or something, and it's like it's. Reciprocal. Then you're more likely to, you know, tag them in other things when you're using them, and it gives every it helps everybody out. Let's get back to fishing, though. As far as your preferences <laughs> for fishing, what is your favorite season? What do you like the best? Not necessarily because of the bite, but like, what are you most comfortable with? Man, I am a bigger dude like you, mm-hmm. so I prefer those nice, cool days. Yeah, I love. <laughs> so them. I was I was actually out this morning on uh, the Chetucket River. Didn't catch anything. Had a couple bites. Yep. Man, 
by nine o'clock, it just got hot for me. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. That's an, <laughs> I've had enough. It's time to move on. Yeah. Like I yep. can, I'll go, I'll, I'll probably go back out tonight, like after six or seven yep. and just be cool with it. Cause it's nice, but man, summer days, I don't like spring up to a certain area. I like fall. I'm cool with. Yeah. I love fall. Fall is just, I think it's the greatest season uh, all the way around. I do like I do like fishing early spring and early winter. I think it's uh, it it can be kind of kind of interesting. I mean, for fishing open water anyway. I think it's it can be. There's nobody out there, so the pressure totally no. lessens. No. And you know, there's something about like yeah, when it starts snowing and you have a little low pressure coming in, you're it's it it can you can just light them up. It's awesome. Um, oh, I wish I had that opportunity. Usually, once it starts snowing, I'm already at work getting ready to plow roads. Well, yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, yeah. If, if that's your thing, it's like yeah, that makes it really, really tough. Is there is there any specific weather condition that would make you just pack it in and say you're done? Um, once it gets to a point where it starts getting like really, really hot out, yeah, then I'm done. Like I overheat quick. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm not comfortable with the water I'm in and I can't jump in it just to cool down, then I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather just go home. Just got to pack it work in. On, work on stuff and then possibly come back out later. I've done that plenty of times. Plenty of times. I, I've been making the mistake lately, and I think it's a bad, it's a, it's a big mistake where I'll, you know, when I'm out there fishing and it's really hot and I'm just feeling it, I kind of just fish through it. And just suck it up, and I end up paying for it afterwards. I get like yes. really, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's, you know, when you're out there, it's not so bad because you're just like whatever. It, especially if you're catching fish. If you're if you're catching yeah, fish, yeah. it's like it's great. But I'll find like even if I'm not necessarily on them, I'll just keep looking. Like I'll, I'll paddle to this area. I'll go check out this spot, and then afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I gotta drink like two gallons of water and like recoup yeah. some of these fluids. It's just. You know, and it's a good thing to do anyway. But yeah, I, I do, I do, I definitely pay for it after the fact. I'm like, you know, it's it's rough. I caught my PB uh, recently, and it was in an area where I think it was like 97, 98 degrees where we were, and we were in the sun. It was like two in the afternoon, and just sun beating down. And I was like, I would thought I was hallucinating. I was like, all right, I gotta. Oh, that's right, I've got a line in the water. Here we go. And I happen to just see the line moving off and set the hook. I yeah. was like in another world. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, all right. That was like, and everybody's like, oh, that's a great fish when they see the picture. And I'm like, total luck. There <laughs> was no skill in yeah, that at total, all. Literally. Like literally just I was not paying attention to a thing. Sometimes that's just how it is. Now, And, uh, and with us being yep. in New England, man, like a oh, lot yeah. of people don't realize that. When when we say it's hot here and like people down south say, Oh, you know, try living down here, it's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. You have like a dry heat. We have this heat that's dry and humid. Yeah, with super it. humid. So when it's like, oh, 95 degrees, the reel feels like hundred and ten. Yep. It's crazy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, up here we also we run such a, a huge spectrum of te- extreme temperatures, you know? Like yeah. one point of the year it can easily be below zero and then another point of the year it can easily be 100 degrees, you know, yeah. for a week. And it's like it's But yeah, it we still crazy. live here in New England. I know. We're, <laughs> I love I, it here. I think it's I yeah, I'm never leaving. I I think it's it's I there's nowhere else I I'd want to be. Um What's your preferred uh, like body of water to fish? Are you more of uh, small lakes and ponds? Are you looking for current, or you know where you're in rivers and streams all the time? Or are you looking for like I, big, big lakes? 
I I enjoy ponds. Yep. I grew up fishing ponds, and yeah. I don't think that'll ever change. I I do enjoy lakes, especially with my kayak now, um, and soon hopefully my boat once I. Stop changing stuff that's already fixed. <laughs> that's always but the way, I, though. Oh my god! Like I literally just tore my par- boat apart the other night just to fix one thing. Oh, so, I believe it. I believe it. Um, but man, I I love ponds as much as I love my kayak. I still enjoy bank fishing. Yep. You know, I just like I I'll do rivers and streams if I want to mix it up. Or if I just want to like lay in the river while I'm fishing. Yeah, that's it's it's that's what we were doing in the river yesterday. We were just you know started out it was so shallow. We were just like let's just we'll we'll, we'll bank the kayaks and we'll just wet wade out here. Yeah. And you know it's like it's comfortable. It's nice. It's not bad. I, I put nice and refreshing. I wore the wrong shoes to do that. I wore flip flops. It was a, not a good idea. Oh no. Yeah. Terrible. Water shoes, man. Yeah. Water shoes. And they were in the car. <laughs> I just didn't put them on because. I figured we were going to be in the boats all day. Nope, not stupid. right now, man. Yeah, stupid <laughs> move. Oh, well, my That's why you always got to have them with you. Absolutely. Now, D, what is your main – actually, I, I normally ask for a number one. Give me your top three confidence baits and explain why you're so confident with them. So I'd say my number one would be a weightless Texas rig five-inch worm. Yep. Whenever I'm not catching anything, I'll throw that on and – for some reason, I can just catch whatever. Yeah. Uh, I caught my PB on it. I caught smallmouth on it. I caught pickerel on it. I catch anything on it. Oh, yeah. Either dead stick in it or twitching it. You know, don't matter. Anytime I throw on a different color, they go after it. So yep. it's super That's versatile. my keeper. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. Yep. Um, Lately... I've been getting more action off my spinner bait, so that's been one of my good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't catch anything. It's like, yeah. Like, I'll go to some ponds and I'll just throw, I'll have like four different color spinner baits with me. Yeah. And I'll just keep switching them out and matching the color to the bait. Yep. And if they take it, they take it. If not, then after like 10 casts, I'll switch it out, put on a new one, switch, throw it out. Yeah. And I think my last one would have to be any crankbait. Any crankbait, yeah. Any crankbait. Yeah. Lately, I've been getting more into using the custom ones that I have been receiving. Yep. Um, Like this morning, I was throwing a <laughs> Incredible Hulk-inspired crankbait. Really? <laughs> yeah, custom painted by Pumpkin Bait Co., uh, she made me two of them because I am a fanatic for Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he's what like he's my favorite Marvel <laughs> Marvel yes, hero. Absolutely, he is amazing. Oh, and uh, I seen she makes them, and I finally pulled the trigger on. I was like, "Hey, can you uh, make me two of them? One for me to use, and one just to put on my wall." <laughs> so. I threw that this morning. I had like one hit on it, yep. but didn't stay. And then the other lure I've been using a lot lately is it's called the Luna Gill, mm-hmm. custom made for me from Obey Lure Labs in New York. Oh, okay. It's literally it's a lime green crankbait with white stripes on it to reference a straight jacket. Oh, that's and awesome. It has a painted face that looks like a blue mask. 
That's cool. That so, is cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I got uh I love dealing with little bait com- like small business bait yep. companies that yep. custom make stuff. They're more boutique, they're custom. Oh my god. Yeah. They're and and it's 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 crazy the stuff that's available out there. Oh yeah, because once they make it, yep. I can show it off and then people order it. Like um oh, absolutely. gaming at stretching labs, he has a lunatic lineup for me. Yep. It's vibrant green and vibrant blue colors. Nice. He made them in a five-inch worm, a um, couple other things. But, I mean, everybody's like, oh, bright colors don't do anything. It catches the fisherman's eye. Yeah, say that to the four-pound and three-pound bass I was catching with these colors last yeah. year. And the thing is, is <laughs> I think it gets down to comfort. It's like you got to know when to throw those bright colors. You know, it's yeah, like. Dark water killers. Around yeah. where I live, those colors are dark water killers. Yep. Yeah, you really that's what that's what it is. When you get like any lower visibility, it's all about going to the extremes for colors, you know? Okay. And you know, you just gotta find what 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 works, you know. I the one of the things that I've always struggled with is blue as a color. I'm like, how is oh. it that this fits in anywhere? And then, you know, I mean, not even like one of my favorite jig the jigs I caught my some of my biggest fish were black and blue jigs. And yeah. you know, dirty water, they're fantastic. But I've got this castaic spinnerbait. It's uh, it's mainly like a royal blue, and there's a few white and silver uh, strands mixed into the skirt. It looks awesome, but I'm like, it's it looks it kind of looks like like I don't know like a flag or something. It doesn't you know what I mean? It doesn't really. I, I just it doesn't look natural at all. Although it's a spinnerbait too, which does not look natural at whatsoever. I just got to start got- throwing these things. You got to take a trip to Connecticut to some of the waters I fish that yeah. are dark waters and just start throwing crazy colors, man. Like yeah. I have pink worms I throw that catch fish. Um, the the Luna colors the, the, and the green and blue, man. Yep. I was catching bass with a left and right last year. I caught a, two water snakes with it last year, too. So obviously everything wants the color. <laughs> oh, Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Now, this is another – it's another tackle question. It's a popular one, too. Uh, there's a saying that um, the fishing tackle catches more fishermen than it actually catches fish. In your lifetime, what's the most ridiculous tackle trend, in your opinion, and have you ever tried it? I'm going to give you a nice throwback lure. Okay. I like a good from throwback the, lure. It's good. From the early 90s. Okay. It was called the helicopter lure. That's one I have not heard brought up. The helicopter lure, and it rings a bell. It is a soft plastic lure. Yep. Almost looks like it. Almost, it almost looks like a tube bait, but it's a solid body that goes down to three soft plastic uh, blades that are flat. And if you hold it up, it almost looks like a bell. Really? That thing, apparently, and yes, I used it when I was a kid. Okay. Um, you'd hook it on to your you know, Texas rig style. you throw it out, and when you retrieved it, it would spin in the water like a helicopter blade. Oh, that's interesting. I've seen something like this recently on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if it was... Uh, <laughs> Maybe somebody was doing like a, a soft plastic, like a smaller company, and re- oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I have seen these <laughs> things. It's interesting. 
Yeah, it is interesting. Like my my father when I was a kid bought it. It came with a VHS tape on how to use the lure. No. Oh my yes. god. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's a, it's endorsed by Roland Martin. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that was like the early 90s yeah. hot lure to use. And I mean, you'd order it and they'd give you like a small plastic tray with different colors of the lure. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, there's the VHS. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's a throwback for your listeners, that's man. That's a total throwback. Yeah, that's weird cuz I've I've seen that pop up on like a lot of bait makers will do like just experimental things to try it. And yep. I I wonder if somebody came up with a mold and was like, "Screw it, we're doing it. We're going to make yeah, it." We're doing it again. Oh it's my funny god. I googled it. I googled it um last week. Yep. Because I just, I was just like, it popped into my head randomly, and actually, someone on YouTube last year bought the whole kit and was using them to catch fish. No kidding. I was like, man, I gotta sit down and watch this, but then I got distracted because yep. my mind likes to go crazy in different directions. Every oh yeah, day. <laughs> that's bananas, man! Holy crap! So, Chris, I got, I got, I got a question for you. Oh, lay it on me. What do you got? How are you enjoying your kayak? Oh my god, I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> so this is uh, the the it, it's crazy because all, all summer long I have been looking around to find a kayak, and I decided when it was like, yeah, this is happening. My so my car doesn't have its own roof rack, so I bought yeah. the uh, the strap in style with the suction cups, the universal. So yep. I was like, when I find one, I just want to be ready so I can pull the trigger and go. So I got all that <laughs> measured up and put it all together. And then I put it in my uh, storage for where, where I keep all the stuff for my business. And I left it there until I got the call about this. This kayak is the heaviest damn sit-on-top kayak oh. I've ever, ever seen. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely got to go on a trailer. That's, that's the goal, ultimately. Yep. Yep. Uh, I need a hitch. Because I do have a boat that's kind of in play. Uh, I just I, I need a hitch uh, for this this car. And I, I was a little hesitant because I'm probably only going to be driving this car for another year. And I, I hate to do too many upgrades, you know, yeah, yeah. to it before I just go ultimately go ahead and trade it in. So uh, I think the what's going to end up happening is the the kayak's going to end up on a trailer. Just it'll be easier and cleaner to run around. Plus, then yep. I can brand it and it'll be seen the right way when it's on the trailer and when it's in the water. And it doesn't have to oh, be. Weird. I know about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want to put it. You know, I've been trying to come up with a name. A lot of people really. There was a, a suggestion that came in to call it the jig rig. I kind of like that. A lot of people have been suggesting some things that are uh, based around beef or roast beef and I love that idea <laughs> one 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 recommendation came in said the roast beef sub and I was like I love it except it kind of gives you the idea that this thing's gonna sink and I don't know yeah, if that's no, necessary, you know you don't want a I, I definitely get it I absolutely get it but you know I so I'm still playing around with a couple of things I think what I'm gonna do in the interim until I get it up uh, on a on a trailer and get the hitch all situated is there's a, a, a 
rack. I think it's, I forget the name of it, but it's basically an add-on bar that you'll put on your front rack. And there's a uh, telescopic pole that drops down to the ground. And basically what you can do is put half of the rack on one side, grab the other half, walk it off, and then just take it down a piece by piece. By piece. Because right now I need two people to get it off yeah. safely without losing either a mirror or something happening to, to or the Or denting yak. your vehicle. That, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> I've done that with my old car. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, so I'm just trying to, you know, be as cautious as I can with it. But it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. I am absolutely loving it. I've only been out in it twice since I've had it. But, oh, we uh, gotta change that. Yeah, well, this weekend's gonna change. Tomorrow, I'm I'm doing a trip with uh, Sean the Fisherman and Berkshire Brett. Uh, go. Oh, I don't nice. even know where we're going, but it's gonna be. I gotta meet them at like four it's in the morning. Be fun. And then on Monday, I'm gonna I'm do, gonna do something I've always wanted to do. I'm gonna float along the Swift in uh, okay. in where in Belchertown. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Now- what kayak did you get? You get an Ascend? Yep, it's an Ascend. It's an Ascend uh, 128T. Oh, so that's the upgraded version from what I used to have. I had the 12T. The 12T, yeah. So I learned how to kayak in the 12T. That's uh, <laughs> I, I was using one of Sean the Fisherman's, and it is uh, it's a good it's a good boat. Uh, it sits a little bit lower than I typically like to, and the 128 yep. is perfect. Like it yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like how the sitting arrangement was in my 12T, so I modified the whole kayak. Yep. That's a popular one. And a lot of people, they do all kinds of stuff with this. I have seen more videos on how to put a trolling motor on the 128T than yep. I could even count. And it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I 100% get like having a power kayak, but it's it's just the weight issue that, that concerns yeah. me. It's like I don't want to weigh it down too much. And, you know, I'm working on... Uh, getting smaller, but at the same time, I'd like to actually make that uh, allow me to go a little bit faster and keep up and not have to move so much. So we're getting, you know, we're getting there, but this is just uh, the first step of of many, I'm sure. And I I told my wife, I said, she wants to do kayaks for the whole family now. Now that's the thing. (laughs) She's she's off the pontoon boat. She's off the bayliner idea. She is. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, thank God. She's like, maybe we should just get a camper. I'm like, I think that's a great idea. (laughs) Just do that. I was With like, a roof rack for all the kayaks. Yeah, I'm like, I just don't want to own a boat that I'm not going to use. That's my yeah. whole thing. And like I said, there is a boat in play. It's a deep V fiberglass 19-footer with way too much nice. motor on it than it needs. Um, <laughs> no, no such thing. I know. I know. There's no such <laughs> But it's and, – and all I'm, all I'm really kind of hoping on is that the motor works. That's really what yeah. it is. I got to make sure that, that that works. I know it will turn over. But it's it's a hundred fifty horse Johnson, and yeah, it's it's going to be nice, and it'll be great because then I can do some of the lakes that I've always wanted to do that are just yeah, too exactly. large, even to hit you know for a kayak. Because really, I couldn't fish Candlewood in a single day uh, in a kayak. Oh, no. That's going to be a multiple day trip or returning back to back to section it off. You know, Champlain's never going to happen that way. But you know, I can I can play around with things now. So. We're working on it. It's uh, I, I, yeah. I am, man. I, I'm loving it, though. And it's funny. I'll just be like, it, I'll get home after being out on the yak all day, and I'm like, I am exhausted. <laughs> like, it's oh, just yeah. so nice, though, you know? But it's fun. It's the best. Like, people don't get it. I actually, I had three kayaks in my 14-foot boat. Mm-hmm. I sold my other two kayaks, and I was like, you know what? I have way too many. I was using them as spares, but I was like, now I got my pedal drive. I, I yep. don't need these. Oh, yeah. So I, I sold them, and 
I mean, everybody who bought the other two, they're enjoying them. Oh, absolutely. Um, my lime green one I sold to one of my buddies. I was like, dude, you can have it. Pay me, obviously. But I was like, you know, once you own this kayak, you own the 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 hashtag name with it, too. Yeah. You own the tag name. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's the Looniac, bro. The you Looniac, now own that. You now own everything with it. Oh, dude, is is the vibrant green Ascend 12T. Yep. And every black feature that was on it, I changed to blue. Oh, that yeah, that's awesome. So it was vibrant yeah. colors, and you'd see it from a mile away. <laughs> that's I'll tell you, man. That is that is really really handy. What now? Actually, let's dive into this. Tell me a little bit about your boat because I see a lot of modification pictures and stuff. Like, oh, what yeah. did you start with, and what's the vision? Like, where are you going with it? So, <laughs> I, it's a. 1974 Sears 14 foot fiberglass. Um, I bought it and it was already gutted. Oh, okay. But it had a lot of water damage from it from the previous owner. Mm-hmm. And I got it because I do um, small boat tournaments. This year I'm actually yeah. not doing them. I wanted to do a whole New England trail again, go fishing. All the New England states again, like how I did two years ago. That's awesome. That's like a dream. But then, oh, dude, we should do it one time, yeah. man. It's fun. You'll you'll enjoy it. I mean, I went to well when I messaged you when you're a uh, couple weeks ago. Yep. When I was like, hey, is that a uh, North whatever? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Me and uh, me and a buddy and the owners of Lunker Lab went there, caught like a hundred bass from our kayaks. You're like, wait, what? Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like that was part of the trip, dude. It was fun. No um, kidding. But I wanted to do the whole trip this year, so I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break from doing tournaments. But I originally bought the boat last year to use for tournaments. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm part of, well, not this year I'm not part of, but when I was, it was Slay Nation tournament fishing. Oh, okay. We're going to have Frank on oh, the show soon. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to be on. <laughs> he's got, I just scheduled a, a, a recording with him. Uh, he's an awesome guy, yeah, dude. Oh, very, very cool guy. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's all kayak canoes and fourteen foot John boats, but you just can't run gas motor. It's electric only. Yep. So I uh I bought the boat to want to use for that and also so I can get on uh some of the bigger lakes. Mm-hmm. And um so I got that and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna put the trolling motor on the front. I'm gonna deck the boat how I kinda want it. But then it started taking over to where right, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this. Going to do this. And mm-hmm. it became a project where I would probably never finish it if I kept modifying everything and yeah. changing my mind. Mm-hmm. So, but when I got the boat, I ended up ripping out all the water damage parts. I refiberglassed the whole inside. It took me, I think, 120 hour total hours to refiberglass everything. Oh, Jesus. That's an investment. Wow. Yeah. But I did it myself Mm because I actually have background in fiberglassing and doing stuff like that. So it was nice. Um, I refiberglassed it, re uh, did the wooding in it. Um, Everybody's doing like the aluminum for their John boats, but I went with wood because one, I had a bunch of wood laying around already. And two, 
I'm a bigger dude, so I'd probably end up bending the aluminum after a while. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm just going to use what I have, try to make it budget friendly. Yeah. And then I got everything built and I ended up buying a new trolling motor for the rear because it's a pain in the butt to load the jumbo on the trailer with just a front trolling motor. Yeah. So I got oh, a yeah. rear trolling motor now and the boat was literally like 95% like 95 to 100% done last week. No kidding. And then you just And, and then uh I was kind of getting tired of doing the Captain Morgan pose yep. running the front trolling motor. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I ended up buying the um the foot pedal pan to make it recessed. All right. But when I went to mock up where it sits, there were the support beams under it that I put in were blocking it. Oh, so you got to retool it then. So I ended up just saying, screw it, and ripped everything apart mm-hmm. and fixed it. There you go. <laughs> well, awesome. I mean, it's 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 my little project. Yeah. It's, um, it's a good distraction piece from when like stuff's bothering me. Oh, I absolutely. Go out, I go out in my garage and spend hours upon hours just working on that. That's and then I'll awesome. look at my kayak and start working on the kayak, and then I get distracted some more. And <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it's never ending. It, it's it's never ending. Like, it's the same thing over here. Whether I'm no, no. producing, you know, something or I'll edit an interview, then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I want to make these jigs, and I'll go and do such and such. Yeah. And I got to go and arrange these ta- this tackle. I got just I just ordered a 1,000 yards of 20-pound uh, high-vis braid for the entire Ooh. family's spinning rods. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I want everybody to be able to see their line. It'll be great. Yep. And I'm like, I got two daughters that each have a spinning rod. Uh, and then my my wife also. And I'm like, everybody's going to have this. So nobody can complain. They can't see anything. But I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll, just, we'll just get a bunch of it. We got it on hand. We're good to go. So it gives me like little projects, stupid little things here and there that I can just, you know, kind of tinker with. Like, especially I've got two gamers in my family. And I don't get into video games at all. No, <laughs> it's just, I haven't it's not played video me. games in years. Yeah, I it's just been. Don't get them. You get past like Metroid, and I'm about done. You know, it's just it's, <laughs> it's about it's about where I jump off. But uh, so you know they're doing their thing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go and you know uh, take care of some tackle, reorganize things that I need to get taken care of. You know, I like. And to, next thing you know, you're distracted again. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I'm a looking, squirrel seeing something shiny. Yep. And I'll see. Then I'll get an alert <laughs> on my phone. You have a you know recording with such and such guest for the podcast. I'm like, like oh, oh no, let's go get this set up. I have luckily I set for like an hour ahead, so I can catch. Yeah. It. But oh my. Like, like yesterday, man. I yep. just I went yesterday and picked up a 15 foot jet ski trailer so i can remodify it for my new kayak trailer yep i saw that i saw the picture and i was <laughs> thinking about that i'm like i wonder if that's a good idea although i think for for my needs i think i'm going to get a relatively large flatbed and then that way i can bring multiple kayaks and yeah you know because i'm uh, you know it, it just it just makes sense and you'll i'll be able to you know take up less space at the at the launch as well because i won't have to meet somebody there taking their own yak or whatever exactly it'll be it'll be good but trailers are original- expensive man <laughs> facebook marketplace my friend i've been looking and they just run the gamut i'm like this is insane and so i i my i gotta this is where i gotta lean on on uh, papa roast beef because his uh, <laughs> he's like the trailer guy he has okay. built more trailers 
uh, and I've helped them do the electrical on them and things like when I was a kid than I have ever, ever known anybody. So I may actually talk to him about like just find a find, trying to find a frame and he can he'll bet you yep. he knows somebody or has one lying around <laughs> and, and, and that would be ideal because then I can just get it oh, taken yeah. care of. But yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my original uh, kayak trailer was designed to haul two kayaks, my fishing rods and all my fishing gear right on the trailer. So it'd be a hook up and go situation. Yeah. But now I'm to the point where I'm like, all right, I had all these spare kayaks for people to use. No one took me up on the offer. Screw yep. them. I'm taking care of my own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. now my, my trailer I use for my kayak now, it's it's beaten up. So I'm like, you know, it's probably time to build a new upgraded one. Yep. After I finish the boat project. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds about right. Um, D, what's your goal as far as fishing goes? Where do you want to be? Like, do you have anything set up for like the next, you know, five to 10 years, something in that range? Like, where do you want to go with it? Um, I think next year I'm going to dabble in the YouTube world a little bit. Definitely. I think you should start bringing, uh, cause I mean, you know, nothing against all these YouTubers who are doing it. I love watching all of them, but they're to me they're all missing that extra sense of creativity you know yep. yep like like every like everybody does their own thing and like i said i'm not taking anything from them oh yeah but y- you know you gotta add a little spicy flavor in there once in a while and mm-hmm. i've been i've been pondering with the idea of taking you know the delirious angler my lifestyle bringing it out onto YouTube with the creativity still behind it, the uniqueness still behind it, the twistedness still behind it, and just just go raw. Like, not turn into a giant vlog fishing thing, but more of, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy a little bit here and there. Yep. But I'm also going to go fishing. And yeah. I'm an unconventional fisherman. I'll throw whatever I want whenever I want, no matter if the fish want it or not. Yeah, exactly. You know, like everybody has, all right, you know, you got to go this pond, you got to throw this. Well, that's cool advice, but what if I throw this? Because if you're always throwing that, the fish are used to you throwing that. So if I'm going to throw this, they're not expecting this. Yep. And that's how I do it. Like this morning, I was throwing, I think I threw everything I had in my tackle just because I can. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, it's about, there's, I've learned so much from these guests during interviews. There was, uh, I think it was Jordan Capone who had said, he, he was, he, he said, you got to fish the stuff that you like to fish. Cause if you, if you don't, you're never, ever going to be content or happy. Like you're going to get sick and tired of it. Like I'll give you a perfect example, like Sean, the fisherman. And I, I poke fun at the guy for this one thing. It's the only thing that I can kind of bust on him on because <laughs> he's an amazing angler. But uh, the guy with a passion hates drop shotting, hates it. Uh, and it's, it's something that like just this year, I've sort of kind of really developed a, a real kind of interest in and I, I like it and it works it works for me but uh like if if he were to you know be out and, and that's all he could do it would drive him insane he'd be off the water in 10 minutes just because he'd be like <laughs> I, this isn't fun you know give me a lipless crankbait or whatever you know something yep. out there and that's the thing you've got to fish the way you want to fish one of my best friends is is the same way he insists on power fishing all the time insists on it and like you know 
I've actually handed him a spinning combo with a Ned rig and was like, try it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, what do you got to lose? <laughs> and, and, you know, but again, like, that's just, you know, it's like, it, 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 is, it is what it is. You got to do it. And I always, I always like to throw this out. And only recently I started to actually, like, say this. But fishing is 100% a science except for the other 100% where it's an art. It's like a marriage yes. of, of these two things where you're like, it's, it's an art because of the technique and also, like, the, the confidence, 100%. Like, absolutely, confidence is huge. And if you've got confidence in one bait and, you know, you know how to use it to your advantage, then you can make it happen. I mean, bass exactly. are just aggressive, like, and reactionary. They are just, like, they're on. So if you can make it work, make it work, you know? Exactly. So... A little funny tidbit. Yep. I enjoy bass fishing a lot. I enjoy catching bass, but I prefer the fight of a chain pickerel over a bass any day. I, I can I can understand that. I mean, last year, like it was a, a, a big chain pickerel. They get little and they're a pain in the ass. Oh, but they're still you know, fun because they're, they're aggressive. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And um, last year it was almost like every time I went out fishing, I would catch a chain pickerel. Mm-hmm. Every time, no matter what, and a lot of my friends started calling me the chain pickerel king because that's all I caught. Yep. But truth is, man, I caught a two foot last a two foot chain pickerel last year at Lake of Isles, not far from my house. Yeah. The thing was aggressive. It was heavy. It was mean. It was pissed off, and it sent the treble hook while I was trying to take it off right through my thumb, and mm-hmm. I was pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> too. But I mean, but man, the fight—like even the little, little ones. Yeah, the they little still slime have aggressive darts. fight. Yeah, oh, they know? do. Now I, I'm curious. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I see that I have a pickerel on, oftentimes I will actually open my, uh, or release the reel, and let them take some line out to get whatever they got to get out of their in their system out. Because I feel like they burn off that energy, and they're a lot easier to handle, and you're less likely to get a hook or a tooth, True. you know? And and also, <laughs> it kind of extends the fight a little bit more. Um, and it's funny oh, you fun. say that, because, like, so today today we're recording this, and it's August the 1st. Today kicks off the August um, Chronic Trips Elevated Fishing Tournament, online elevated fishing tournament. And that's a multi-species tournament. It's funny you mentioned chain pickerel, because the winner... Last last time we did this, it was in June. One because of the chain pickerel that were that were oh. caught. Like I th- I want to say twenty five, maybe twenty six inches, just huge. Oh, nice. And there's a yeah. category in there where it's a stringer of any five species. And if you strategically play it right, you can you can play this so well to your advantage. It it, it was absolutely amazing. And you know I, I caught an eighteen last week, and it was just a beast. <laughs> A beast, yeah. and they do. They fight like crazy, but you can tell from the bite it ain't a bass. You know, no, no, they take it. Like I, um, I went to uh, New Hampshire to go fishing two years ago. Yep. Same pond I caught a three pound largemouth in. Same pond I caught a two pound smallmouth in. Um, I caught this chain pickerel. Had to be like a good eighteen inches long. Yeah. There was a massive bite mark out of its back. 
Really? And I was like, I want to catch whatever what bit you. What bit that? Because that was big. <laughs> That's funny. So my my PB largemouth was 19 inches, 19 or 19 and a half. And nice. good good size bass. And Heck yeah, it is. The tail, the top half of the tail is completely gone, like all bloodied up. It must have been like a northern pike, like just had taken oh, yeah. it out. Crazy Connecticut River, you know. They're out there, and and that's that's my next target right there. I have I've got never a, ever caught a pike. I want to catch. I want to go. I'm looking for 36 inches or greater is a great place to start. Oh, heck yeah. We have a pike trophy lake right next to my house. Oh really? And then we have a walleye trophy lake right next to my house. Oh. Yeah. So you got to come Connecticut, my friend. Damn. <laughs> See, I, man, yeah, that, that 100%. Man, that is how's – the, how's the water quality in that uh, walleye lake? It's not bad. It's just the only downfall of that place is it's a lot of boat traffic. It is a hot spot for boaters and jet yep. skiers. So if I'm out there, I try to go out early morning. And beat the rush. Yeah, because yep. once that rush comes in, man, you're not getting out of the parking lot. You're not getting back onto the dock. You're not yeah. – it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's that but makes yeah, sense. It's, <laughs> yeah, we have a – I mean, we have our best lakes around here that yep. are trophies, but – it's like, yeah, I got a walleye lake, like literally a five-minute drive from my house. That is awesome. There are people who will argue the best freshwater eating freshwater fish are like walleye, crop. I've had crappie. I've never had walleye, and that's why I ask about the, the, the water quality. I'm like, because if I were to start a YouTube <laughs> channel, just saying, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit of smack right now. If, if, I, if I were to start a YouTube channel, it would be heavy on the catch and cook. Heavy. Oh, why not? Because I feel like I mean I'm a I'm an okay angler. Like I can catch some fish. Yeah. But I'm a really goddamn good cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I just think that, you know, I could probably throw down and share some really, really good, you know, interesting recipes, creative recipes, and have them be amazing. So, you know, might be a good hey, way to know- have friends catch and then bring it over. I, this yeah. won't happen until I redo my kitchen and it's like ready for YouTube. But you know, <laughs> we'll get there someday, maybe. But I mean, back to the whole adding a, a, a spicy flavor to having a YouTube channel. Yep, that would be your thing. That ex- that's exactly it. I mean, you know? the only time you see catch and cook is when these you know YouTubers have done it all and they're like, oh, yep. I'm still catch and cook today. Yep, and but it's if a great your channel idea. Channel was always catch and cook. Yeah. Shoot, that'd be awesome. You're yeah. like, yeah, so today we're doing uh we're doing southern style fried catfish. Yep. Why and not? Change it up. Make it interesting. Yes. You know? Do some really good stuff. I will say this though. I will I will say this. The the is it the it's the Carl's Bait and Tackle Instagram has yep. been killing it sharing recipes. <laughs> they yeah. really have. Like yeah. I look at some of these and I'm like Okay, note noted, Carl's. Nice job. I'm impressed. Screenshot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny because it's true. If you go through it my is phone, true. oh my god, yeah, lots of recipe screenshots. It's just it's killer stuff. Let's um, I I do want to know this. Is there like a fishing destination or a dream trip in your mind that you're just like that's the goal? I want to go to this body of water or this country to fish. I want to. Well, there's two fish I want to catch. Oh, okay. Actually, three. I take that back. Three fish. I want to catch a peacock bass. Yeah. You got They to. are beautiful. Yep. I want to catch an alligator gar. Okay. They're monsters. Yeah. Yeah. 
And speaking of monsters, I want to catch a Goliath grouper. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. The I want to catch monster. one. Damn. Like I used to be, I used to love watching like World Strongest Men. Yep. Like on TV, all of them competing, and they actually invited three of them out on a charter boat mm-hmm. with three pro fishermen who catch Goliath groupers all the time. That's oh man, that's crazy. The three strongest men couldn't reel in a single Goliath grouper. These giant For mountain real. of muscle monsters couldn't reel one in, and the pro fishermen who are uh, half their size, three oh, quarters yeah. of their size, yeah, were no just problem. bringing them in left and right like they're nothing. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Really? I That's was like, I want to catch one so bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I assume that they were that that the the world's strongest men were just like you know ham fist in the reel, like just like fire, no, they trying to crank and crank and reason, crank. They, and they I, just couldn't do it. It's just it got to be hilarious. technique. It's just got to be technique, <laughs> and they just the 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 pro pro fisherman nailed it. I'll have to look that up because yeah, those are amazing. Like like truly amazing fish. When you see yes. anybody catches one of those, that's like a real like it puts you on a whole other list of of angles. Oh heck yeah, that's I love crazy. I love the size of them. I yep. love how like they're like oh you'll catch and all of a sudden it'll just go dead weight and yep. it just out of nowhere just pick up speed and then dead weight again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I want to go noodling for catfish, like a big 40-pound catfish. I want that, to stick my arm in its mouth and pull it out. Yep. That is. <laughs> that sounds so cool and is yet nightmare fuel at the same time. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, crazy. You see people do it, and they're just like, yeah, no problem. I love the videos when you see these like little tiny women just jump in the water and just like grab these 40-pound catfish well, like, by the like jaw. Hannah, was it Hannah, Hannah Barron? Ah, I don't want um, to forget. She goes noodling all the time with her father, and it's she crazy. pulls out like 40, 50 pound cabinets. Yeah. And like, it's like, what? holy crap. And it's so, like, I think my biggest thing is it's so dangerous because you got to get basically right in that hole that they're nesting yep. in and pull them out. Yep. But, like, you can get stuck in that freaking hole. Yeah, you could drown. No, I would get stuck in that hole, and I'd be, dr- I'd yeah. be dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I will tell you, the the one thing about traveling that kind of like, as a New England guy, I don't know how I feel about fishing where there's gators nearby. Yeah. I know plenty (laughs) of people are into it, you know, and it's fine for the most part. But, you know, it's not something I'm experienced with, (laughs) you know, it's, I don't know. Like, oh, man, watching some of the YouTubers like down yeah. south, they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fishing in a gator-infested water," and they'll, they'll be paddling around, and all of a sudden, you'll see a gator pop up, and I'm, my reaction is like, "Nope." Yep, exactly. Nope. nope. It's nope. like that Danny DeVito uh, uh, gif when he's like, "Nope, <laughs> nah." Nope. nope. I'm like around here. I'm like, what do we have to actually fear? Maybe a bear once in a great while. Yeah, and I mean, up, if up north is a mo- a bull moose in the water. Yeah. What? No gators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About the only common thing that we're going to find lately, I've been seeing a lot of river otters lately. Like, yes. Just the last, uh, more than I ever have before. And then you'll see beavers and stuff. Uh, if you yeah. fish the right rivers, you'll see lamprey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are but disgusting. They're not going to, like, bump into your kayak and try to flip you. And yeah. Your exactly. Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, no, thank Man. you. I mean, would I do it? The crazy side of me says, Obviously, <laughs> yeah, give it I would, a shot. I would, 
But at the same time, if I go to reel in and all of a sudden there's a gator on that line, nope. Yep. Nope. No, absolutely. Like uh, my buddy Country Boy Bates, he's like, yeah, I have like a pond behind my house. I'm like, is there gators? He goes, oh, of course. Every time I take my boat out, there's a gator. I'm like, nope. Nope. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard that you've got, no, you know, they, they want nothing to do with you. And I get that. But it's just, yeah. uh, you know, it's <laughs> you know, it's like back hey, of your mind thought. Like, yep. could today be the day where they do want a, something to do with it? Exactly. You? It's, it, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I have this. This is a question. And Sean the Fisherman and I have been talking about this back and forth a little bit. So um, there's a scenario. All right, and let's say you're going out to uh, an unknown body of water. You've never fished it before, or at the very least, all you can really do is assume that it's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got some weeds, it's got some rocks, it's got some wood, it's got some some pads and different areas. Uh, medium-sized lake, nothing crazy, and you're, you're out there, but for whatever reason, you can only bring one combo. Now, it doesn't have to be from your... Uh, your arsenal per se, you can build it. If it's something where you're like, I would use this and then this and this, or if it's something you have, you can put that together. That's fine. And caveat is you can only bring one spool of line. So how would you set that combo up? Let's see, just one combo. Yep. With whatever lures with me, right? Yeah, I mean, you could you could take your entire tackle bag. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's that's not an issue. So I'd probably say. The rod I'm using now, because it's literally been doing great for me, it's a, mm -hmm. oh, man, I want to say it's a medium. It's a, I think it's a medium with a fast action. Okay. It's a 13 fishing fake chrome rod with a loose, one of their pro anglers signature reels. Okay. Like this thing, it casts distance. Like, I mean, it clears distance yep. on it. What would you spool it uh, with? Probably braid. I'm a big fan of braid. Yeah. Especially, like, around here where I live, there's a lot of pads, and I like to saw right through them with a the braid. Yep, definitely. So I'd probably throw on – I think right now I'm running a 20-pound braid on it. Yep. All right. Just because just of where I live, there's pads everywhere. Yeah. Like crazy. Um, so I'd probably run that with it and – like, literally, I can throw everything on. I think this morning I went from Texas rigging to uh, throwing topwater poppers yep. to throwing, like, 2.5 crankbaits around with it. That's awesome. I had recently uh, changed up my rod arsenal, and in there I added a couple of, like, heavy rods that I had never, ever, ever used Ooh, that I like kind of power. rods. <laughs> and uh, I, so I'm using one for, you know, topwater for, you know, frogs and buzzbaits and, uh, and like, like larger, like I throw a BBZ rat on it, uh, stuff okay. like that, heavier, heavier, heavier stuff. And, uh, another one that I use for jigs and I primarily stick to like three eighths ounce jigs, nothing crazy, crazy heavy. Yeah. Uh, but I, and I throw jigs on the other one and there, man, it's really, really nice to have the extra backbone there. But in the batch of rods was uh, a medium heavy spinning rod. And I have uh, the same rod in a medium uh, in a in a medium power, and that's like my finesse rod. I kind of use it all around for everything. I'll throw crankbaits on that because I do like a little bit more play on a crankbait rod. Um, and you know, even even being spinning uh, a, a spinning combo, it it, it works great. Uh, 
so what I did with this other rod was I tried to kind of construct like exactly that, like one rod, like what, and I'll probably use it tonight because my wife wants to go for a walk on this trail and there's a lake about or around. I'm not going to bring all four or five of my rods with me. I'm going to take this one, you know, and I'll fish here and there as we go. And uh, what it, what it is is it's uh, it's a seven foot medium heavy spinning. I put a it's got a loose Mach two for the reel. I put thirty pound braid on it so that I could frog with it. You know, yep. it's a little bit lighter than I would necessarily like. But I put it to the test, and I was like, it's funny. It was the first bait you mentioned, uh, the, uh, a weightless senko, weightless five inch oh, stick bait. Oh, oh. Popped one on there, and it casts like a dream. I'm like, you know, the braid falls right off the reel. It's beautiful, and it's because it's spinning gear, it allows me to tie a leader, and that knot's not a problem. You know, not a problem at all. So I'm able to throw that around. And then I said I caught a little dink on it, and I just said, screw it. We'll give it a go, and uh, we'll try something a little heavier. And I caught a jig fish on it. I probably upgraded that fish by, like, two pounds. Um, (laughs) Unbelievable. I was like, I couldn't write this this Cinderella story if I wanted to. I'm like, this is amazing. So then I was like, yeah, we just got to call it a day. This is it. This is good. My favorite rod out of my whole arsenal. Yep. This is going to be completely funny. It's a because I in my pickup truck I have a three piece bait casting rod. Yep. And a two piece spin uh, spinning rod. Mm-hmm. My favorite rod is my two piece spinning rod. It's a five foot rod. It probably probably caught me the most amount of bass. And probably the total heaviest out of everything. Really? On, oh, and this thing, that's easy I to take, move around, dude. And I can store it in the back of my truck, in the inside of the cab of my truck with yep. my. I have a backpack, a small backpack with you know a certain amount of baits in there for traveling purposes only, mm-hmm. or if I'm on a little hike and there's ponds. But man, this has caught me multiple fours, multiple threes, multiple twos, a bunch of dinks. That's not bad. It's my favorite one out of all of them. And I have, I mean, I have some unique rods. I have, you know, uh, I call it my signature color rod. It's a, uh, a green rod, a green bait casting rod with a blue, uh, yeah, blue reel on it Mm -hmm. and green high vise line. Nice. You see a pattern? I like yeah. green and blues yeah. a lot. No, green and blue works very, very good. I, you know, it's funny. I do. I like a lot of color, different color combos. Like I like red and black, but I also like green and purple. I love Dude, green like, and purple. I think I think it was Cast King last year. Yep. They is either Cast King or a kayak uh, page, but they re re displayed my uh, reposted my image because it was me holding my. Green and blue real combo with my green and blue crankbait mm-hmm. on my green and blue kayak. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. So everybody's like, they're like, oh, do you guys color coordinate like this? Hashtag no filter. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Dude. Nice. I mean, yeah. Like, like one of my goals right now besides like dabbing into YouTube is mm-hmm. I would like to, uh, because I don't know if you noticed, but I call my Instagram page the loony bit. It's where all the crazy stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I want to potentially get together with a few small business companies who whose stuff I use mm-hmm. and potentially make a, a loony bin Instagram backed by these companies who will help me create different 
color baits and lures. Yeah. And then also start having like not I want to say like a pro staff because I don't want to call it that. Like have more of people who want to fish different and unique and crazy colors and have them come on board or if you just want to buy some of this from the company, yep. you catch a fish or if you even get the stuff, send it, send me the picture and I repost it on you and actually create a, the own world of the loony bin. Call it like the loony bin fishing or something like that. Yep. That's just a good idea. Start, like almost start like a brand ambassador. Entity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Create, start creating like its own entities. Like I have, I actually have a lot of things in the works. Like right now, Working on version 2.0 of the Lunatic decal, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is going to be amazing. Um, my buddy Anthony over at Lunker Lab yep. is going to be creating it for me soon. I want to do more business with like Damien at Stretching Lines, mm-hmm. more business with my buddy Chris at, over Southern Terror Tackle. Like, start incorporating all these little businesses that I love to use and start building this unique style fishing that I started three years ago and yep. start branching it out more and just having a lot more fun with it. You that's know? a great idea because <laughs> yeah, you you can get, and, and that's the beauty about the smaller, more like hands-on companies that are producing yeah. products because you can, you can collab with them on certain stuff and you can do, oh, yeah. you know, like, Oh, we're going to do this. You know, you come up with a color line or something like that and, and incorporate it to, you know, either stretching lines or, or any of those companies, you know, and yep. you're like, whatever they, they, they work in. It's like you, you kind of develop the patterns and stuff and, that's how you get like creativity and innovation and it all kind of just works together to make stuff that's just really awesome. And you can get a lot more people using stuff that maybe they never planned on, you know, if you if you're able to kind of lump it together and show that it's getting results. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's I mean, huge. And I like I don't want to like keep like if it does happen, I don't want to keep the colors strictly like the vibrant colors. Like obviously add in the natural yeah. stuff too. Oh yeah. But I mean, just like a lot of people don't realize like how my brain works because they say, oh, it's the lunatic. He just does, you know, crazy stuff. They don't understand that I build my kayaks from, you know, I buy a kayak. I customize the whole thing. I do all the detail work. Mm-hmm. I do all the work to my trailers. I do all the work to my boats. I edit my photos. I do everything. And they don't realize that my brain process because the, the creativity I possess. Yep. It's always looking down the road towards the future. And the next thing. Yeah. Yep. And I, like, I'm not one of those people, like, I used to be, back when I was sane, where I would hesitate a lot to pull the trigger on stuff. Yep. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to fail or succeed, so I'm just going to pull the trigger and see what happens. You, you got to do it. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. You know? And that's, like, why, I don't know, I think that's why, like, Damien and I are such good friends and all these other guys are such good friends because mm-hmm. it's like... I'll say what I want to say. I do what I want to do. Yeah. So I'm a little unhinged and a little crazy. Oh, well, at least I'm not boring. It makes it. Yeah, that's exactly it. At least <laughs> you're not, it, it. It's really true. There was something I shared not that long ago about Gary uh, by Gary V. Um, and what it was, it was basically saying that. Like you, the only thing that you're guaranteeing, uh, it, it was it essentially got to like your first YouTube video, your first podcast, your first 
Instagram post, your first whatever it might be, your first fishing trip is going to suck, but it's only yeah. going to get better. And if you yeah. never start, you don't get the growth. It's essentially exactly. what it is. I wish I could I wish I could find it right now. Uh, with, oh, I'm with sure you'll it find it and send it to me later. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's true. It's like, you know, a lot of people spend a, to- a, a lot of time worrying about, you know, oh, I got to get, you know, this has to be just right before I can start doing X, Y, and Z, or, or this has no, to just be... pull the trigger and yeah, do it. You got to take a shot. You're going to fail. Let, let failure happen, because if you let failure happen, you can only go up from it. Yeah, you can That's only it. improve. That's the name of the game. You got to, you know, and it's true. It's like, once you accept the fact that you're not going to start and be like at the peak of your game... You know, you're you're going to it's going to be rocky in the beginning and you're going to have to take risks and, and give it a go. Like once you sort of get beyond that, you're you're set like you can do oh, exactly, anything. my friend, man. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, I wish I could find that post. It, it was it was really good. And Gary V has some stuff. He's a little on the extreme side, 100 percent on the extreme side. But I like <laughs> a lot of what he has to say. Uh, when it comes to you know um, motivating people and and to, to to you know really just get off their ass and and do something about it to yes. you know make things happen it's awesome let's talk about I need I need you to share two different stories with me if you could okay. one of them is easy to share like the moment in fishing that you're most proud of like it could be your PB it could be something else it could be just something memorable that memorable that happened but like that one fishing story where you're like. I got to tell this because it's so good. And on the flip side, I need like your biggest epic fail story. And even if you have like too many to choose from, you can share a couple quick ones. All right. So I think obviously catching my PB last year was like one of my proudest moments. Um, I was doing the Slay Nation tournament. It was at Glasgow Pond where Damien fishes and says it's hard. I mean, dude, you want to talk about fishing a hard pond? Come to Connecticut, meet up with me and Damien, and you will see how tough this pond is to fish. Yeah. Like, you can throw everything, including the bathroom sink and the freaking refrigerator, and you you may catch a fish. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's I a gamble. Mean, yeah, like, literally, it's a gamble at this pond. And we were fishing it, and only a few handful of people were, you know, actually catching. And mm-hmm. I'm in the way back pond. And I literally cast out my line with a black and blue worm on it. Texas rig, weightless, just casted it out. And I think I paused to either talk to my tournament partner or check my phone. Yep. And I'm like, all right, let me start reeling in. I'll make another cast. I'm reeling this in. All of a sudden, my line goes just heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, couple things now. You know, my mind's thinking. I'm either hooked up on a lock, it's either a catfish, or it's a snapping turtle. Okay. So I start reeling it in, and it starts moving. I'm like, all right, so it's not a lock. It's either a catfish or a snapping turtle. And then the thing starts taking off quick. I'm like, all right, it's probably a catfish. Yeah. And then it stops. I'm like, all right, this is weird. And then I start reeling in again. And it starts heading towards me. I'm like, this isn't a catfish. Oh, okay. What the heck is this? So I'm reeling, and all of a sudden, it starts ripping drag out. So I start cranking out more and more and more. It uh-huh. finally breaks the water. It's this massive freaking bass that I have yet to see in Glasgow Pond. 
So I'm trying to keep my cool from freaking out and get all hyper. I reel it up to the kayak, and of course I look down. Don't have my net. <laughs> I'm oh, not going to bolt flip this thing no. because it's heavy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do what I always do and just shove my hand into the water and gra- and lip grip this SOB and just pull him out of the water. Yeah. So I'm still trying to refrain from getting excited. He starts trying to swim away. I start reeling him back in. So I finally grab him. I go to lift him up. I'm like, holy shit, this guy is heavy. (laughs) I pull him up. I'm freaking out at this guy. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. My tournament partner's yelling, hell yeah. Freaking people around me like, what the hell? I'm holding him. I'm like, all right. I got to put him on the measure board to count him. Yep. I flopped this heavy guy on the measure board. He's measuring at like 21 and a quarter, 21 and a half inches long. That's a good fish. His body is engulfing the measuring board. Oh, okay. So this is <laughs> so I, this is a, a like an extra large football. Like just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I put my hand on him to hold him and my hand. Remind you, I put my hand on my face. My hand engulfs my head. Yeah. I put my hand on this fish. My hand looks small. Yeah. So I take the picture. <laughs> That's awesome. So I take the picture. I put him on my lip gripper. I put him in the water because I want to take a video with him. I want to take a photo with him. Definitely. I got to weigh this guy. Yep. Dude, I put, I put hook him up onto the scale and I'm trying to lift him and he's just, he's heavy. So I finally get him up in the air. He stops freaking out. And I'm watching that scale go from three pounds to four pounds. It stops at like 5.2, 5.3 pounds. It's a damn good fish. Out of a pond that's hard to fish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wow. like, okay, oh, my God. So I get all the pictures. My partner takes the pictures. I mm-hmm. let him go. I paddle over where the worm got stuck. Yep. It had to be in about three feet of water and just covered in grass. No and I'm like, you were sleeping there? I'm like, what the heck is going on, man? Find the grass, find the bass. That so, is crazy. That was definitely one of my good moments. My other my other good moment, I, yep. I got to share this. Um, May In May, my uncle passed away mm-hmm. this past May, and he was... I talked to him a lot about fishing. He loved fishing and everything. Yep. The day after he passed away, I was like, all right, I didn't go to work. I need to just, you know, be left alone. Get, you know, try to try to surround myself in nature because, you know, I love being out there. And I think within 10 minutes, I hooked up with a three pound bass. Very nice. And. Like as soon as I hooked up with that, with my mind how on how my uncle passed away and everything, yep. I was just like, "This is definitely for you, dude." Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a good it was a good day because after that, I caught like five more fish. They weren't three pounders; they were like maybe a pound and a half, but it was still good. Still a good a day, good time. Yeah, you know, just to calm the mind and everything. Yep. Like my mind was just scattered. Kind of just what you needed um, at that point, you know. Yeah. A good day. Um, and a fail. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorite. My fail would be uh, I went to a private pond. Oh, not really a private pond, a hidden pond. Yep. A couple years ago. 
Now, to get to this pond, you have to walk 25 minutes in the woods. Okay. On tough terrain. Yep. Over rocks, boulders, everything on trails. So, obviously, I'm not bringing my kayak in there. Yeah. I purposely bought an inflatable kayak. Oh, all right. Which, dude, it it held 500 pounds. It maneuver in the water, no problem. Mm Mm-hmm. I shit you not, I caught a six and a half pound largie. Really? I know it was six and a half because he weighed out on my scale at six and a half. Okay. I go to take a picture. He decides to flop off the scale. Oh, my God. (laughs) With doing so, out of aggravation, I kick my rod, which causes the hook to pop. My inflatable ah, kayak. This is why I never ever <laughs> looked into inflatables. Oh my god! So I'm watching this guy swim, and I hear air come out, yep. and I look down, and I see it's a uh, the trapper tackle hook. Oh, okay. And it's fully embedded in the inflatable. Yeah, that's rough, man. Oh. oh. So now was I had. Oh, that is rough, man. Dude, I had to paddle my ass off back to shore, which was probably a good eh, 25, 30-minute paddle. Jesus. And on top of that, be aggravated that I lost a You lost a giant. Yeah. That was caught on a um, – are you familiar? You're familiar with Big Bite Speeds, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. They have a worm called the Crime Seed. It looks like a blood red. Okay. With a lot of flake in it. Yep. I caught him on that, which I love that color worm. <laughs> but the fact that he decided to be like, yeah, I don't feel like being shit on social media. <laughs> that, oh, Jesus. Dude, it was not fun at all, man. <laughs> like, just being pissed off paddling back to oh, shore yeah. after losing a monster that would have been the PB of PBs for me. It sucks that you can't, like, you know, because you can't even take a minute and be pissed about it, like, and just sit there in the water and be like, son of a bitch, you know, whatever, and process it, because your boat's sinking, so you got to yep. get your ass to the bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> was the kayak that you were using, was it, like, a inflatable fisherman's kayak, or was it, like, just a general purpose uh, General inflatable? purpose inflatable yep. kayak. <laughs> I ha- it's so funny. I have a listener who I've had conversations with, and he is he's all about the inflatables and i'm like man that just it's just something about having hooks in the boat yeah, in an yeah. inflatable just bothers me a little bit like oh it's tough Dude, there's there's the reservoir is telling about you telling you earlier like in 2016 yep so past two years that place has been pressured cuz everybody's been going there oh yeah but no one really brings a boat in there well canoe or kayak mm-hmm. because it's a it's a hike to put it in i still want to get inflatable and put it in there just because it's lightweight yeah and i'll take my chances yeah you know no absolutely like, would i would i get another inflatable and go back to that pond where i lost a six and a half pounder yeah i would Oh yeah. What are the odds <laughs> that could happen to you again? You know what I mean? At that at that point. Well, if it like, happens again, then I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> That's I my mindset, it. man. Like I, I I'm I'm out to have fun, you know? I'm yeah. not I'm not going to be like all pissed off. I'm never coming here again. No, I will keep yeah, coming yeah. back. I will buy 
Amazon's whole warehouse inflatable boats yeah. just to keep going. <laughs> just to keep doing I it. I won't care. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, uh, like you said, a hike of that extent uh, where, you know, I mean, like some of these boats and, and the gear are really, like, not something yeah. that you're going to lug around for that far. It's just not reasonable necessarily. Um, no, just grab a grab a thing of yeah. hooks. Grab, like, a couple packages of lure, uh, plastics. Because I tell you, man, every cast was a fish. No, nah, that's that's awesome. Every cast. That's so that awesome. tells you that no one fishes it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they, why they were? Why never am I going to bring? Yeah. Why am I going to bring a bunch of crankbaits, yeah. jigs, spinnerbaits when if they're attacking the five-inch worm? Yep. I'm just keep throwing five-inch worms. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, that's definitely the way to go. D, this was awesome. This was really, really, really good. Um, do me a favor. Take this opportunity and uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. And if you have anything coming up that you want to kind of promote or give a plug to, here's your opportunity. As of right now, you can all find me on Instagram at delirious underscore angler. Just look up the lunatic who always wears a mask or who always edits fa- their uh, photos or you know anything crazy like that. Just look me up. Have fun with it. If you hit that follow button, you are now a member of uh, the Looney Bin. You become a resident of the Looney Bin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we like to have fun and be all crazy and not care what other people think of us. Absolutely. Um, the future, though, just have to wait and see. Could be a possible YouTube. Could yep. be a possible other page. Could be a possible massive giveaway soon. Hint, hint. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for now, just... Become a resident in the Looney Bin and have some fun and let your inner crazy out and let the chaos begin. Awesome. Well, you have a good one, dude. Get on them. Hey, you lines. too, buddy. All right. I'll be working on my boat after this. Absolutely. Take care, bud. You have a good one. <laughs> I told you we had a good one. That was an amazing conversation with Delirious. A whole lot of fun. I got to get out and fish with that guy. As a matter of fact, I had the opportunity early last week to fish with uh, Damien from Stretching Lines Tackle. And uh, we were talking about putting together uh, a a gathering of the three of us uh, to see how it goes. They've got some water in uh, their neck of the woods that they say I got to get on uh, soon. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. That's going to be happening. Uh, Looking forward to a bunch of really good stuff fishing-wise. Want to throw out there that uh, I have... um, I'm going to be doing a review on uh, a new reel. Uh, the 13 Fishing Concept A. I'm going to be doing a review on, checking that out, figuring out uh, what I think about it, and uh, I'll have that coming up for you probably in the next two to three weeks. I want to take some time and live with it a little bit before I give you guys any kind of real feedback. But that about does it for me. I should, oh, one thing before I I throw over to Sean. I do want to mention that Sean and I have recorded a segment of uh, our own top five picks for uh, products that were featured at iCast. Some things that we just kind of, that caught our eye and we're like, this is something that I think would be cool and is interesting and, and worth taking a look at for one reason or another. That is going to be released as its own episode later this week. So you can look for that. You'll get a notification if you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, anything like that. You'll get a heads up that it shows up, but keep an eye out for it. It's pretty good stuff. We will also be having additional content including video available on an upcoming Patreon for uh, Jigs and Bigs that'll be moving over there. So that's all in the works. We got some good stuff happening, guys. Really, really looking forward to it. Uh, Sean, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of quick things. Go for uh, it. Coming up, I, I am 
in the process of making a nice blog post for us Western Mass anglers. If you guys have been reading my fishing report, it's going to have a lot of resources, this blog post. So maybe this week, if I can get what I, I want it to be perfect, honestly, I want to have as much information as I can, mm-hmm. if not this week, next week. Uh, so that blog post will be up. Anybody, if you haven't joined the Chronic Trips Tournament, get out there, join it. Get out and fish if you're already in it, please. Turn in some fish, man. Even turning in one fish, I think you'll be surprised at, at uh, you know some of the prizes that might come your way. Other than that, I just have a couple thank yous. Uh, thank you to Berkshire's Brett. Got me out for some pike. Took me to one of his pike spots. Thanks. I, I haven't caught a pike in a while. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Mark Ward, who took me out for some trout. Thank you, Mark. That was fun. I learned some trout stuff. I, I don't fish for trout enough, and it was a very educational experience. And he got to punch uh, him in the besides mouth. Besides that, oh, Mark! I got to watch Mark abuse. I got I got I got to watch Mark physically abuse trout. It was fantastic. And then he taught me he taught me how to do it. Um, and thanks to my cousin John, who also gave me an ass whooping for largemouth bass uh, this weekend. Ah, yes. So that's all I have. Good stuff. Good stuff. Remember, guys, contest coming up very soon later this month. If you're not following us on Instagram, follow us there. You'll get information. Uh, I was asked by the uh, folks that we're working with for this contest what I thought we should use for uh, a prize if I had any suggestions. And I threw out a few names uh, that I think... You're going to like. I took good care of you guys. So anyway, you've got to be following us. You're going to want to follow us there. We're going to have information on how to get involved and how to enter uh, on our Instagram. So go out over there. Check it out. Jigs and Bigs at Instagram. Remember, all of our links and everything is over at jigsandbigs.com, including the Western Mass official Western Mass fishing report that you can check out to improve your weekend before you go out and hit the water. Thanks a lot, guys. We will see you next week. On behalf of myself, Sean the Fisherman, and the entire OGO Hookset hoodlums fam we'll see you guys next time have a good one. oh one thing before i wrap up i wanted to mention this and i forgot jordan capone congratulations to him and ashley on their new marriage uh he just got back from their honeymoon and uh not only did he uh have uh, a beautiful wedding and a great honeymoon and everything but he got back and got on the water and his video was amazing and his choice in hats is just mm, perfect Perfect. Check out that video on YouTube, JC Swag Fishing. Check him out right there. And, uh, like, you're going to, I'm telling you, and and if you want to know where he got his hat, you know a guy. Jigsandbigs.com. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. (laughs) 